right? Our body weight, our body appearance is not an indicator of our health. It's, it's not, it's just, it just isn't. Hi everyone, I'm Elle Daniel, yoga teacher, coach, writer, and now host of this podcast, Well Actually. In this podcast, we will explore well-being practices and self-care that actually work, getting into the nitty-gritty and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of what's really needed to live a life truly well. Join me and my expert guests in honest conversations about how to take ownership of your physical, mental and emotional health, cutting through the fluff so that you can make this year your best yet. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to Well Action. Welcome to the season finale of series one of Well Actually. Today's guest is none other than Issa Welly, who you may already know from her epic Pilates classes on YouTube. Welly is also a nutritionist who has devoted a big part of her practice to gut health, given that it's something that she struggled with in the past. In this conversation, we get into all the ways you can look after your mind and body via keeping your gut healthy. We also get into the issue of how important it is not to judge a book by its cover and assume you can understand someone's health just by looking at them. This is, I find, a really common shadow in the world of nutrition and fitness that doesn't always get the acknowledgement it needs to. So it was really, really refreshing to get into it with Welly in an honest way. The music you hear on this episode is by the artist and my dear friend, Palena. Please go and check her out wherever you're streaming. Welcome, Welly, to the podcast. Thank, Thank you, you for being my guest. I'm so excited to speak with you. Um, and I would love to know, Welly, are you well, actually? how real are we gonna be in on the in this uh episode really real as real as you are as real as um, you're willing to be i think in general i'm well but at the moment i'm going through a lot of dental issues and it's just been so so hard i just mm. spent the past two weeks feeling crappy toothache infection antibiotics mm lack of sleep so I wouldn't say that I'm I'm well at the moment I'll say I'm okay I'm getting on with it but it's been a it's been a challenging past couple of months to be honest with you um because I was unwell end of January I had a little crash a little burnout which I think is my official first motherhood burnout because it was definitely a new mom type burnout. New mommy. New mommy. <laughs> lack of sleep immune system is at a low eating too much sugar to keep up I mean sugar I eat biscuits two biscuits a day but that's enough for me to hit me in the wrong way but um <laughs> yeah and I hit I hit yeah I hit low end of January then I recovered I felt better and then these two things came and I just feel like my body is very much like wow this new life is intense what is happening and I'm like, hang on tight. We will do this. <laughs> we will go through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm going through health-wise. But still with that, in my spirit, I feel well. I feel good because right. I'm happy. Yeah. So that's important, right? 
Of course, of course. I was going to ask you because obviously you're a nutritionist. Um, you you know you 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 coach people in that. How do you when you hit these like bumps in the road? What are your kind of go to things to sort of balance out? Say like you know antibiotics can wreak havoc with your body with your gut. Yeah. What yeah. kind of things are you put? Do you put in place to balance out? I think I think if I wasn't a mom. while I'm having the burnout or on my way to the burnout, I would see what's happening. But this is such a first time experience. And there are certain things that are so out of control for me, the sleep side of things that this time round, I've just let things happen. And it's when I was on the floor, tired, that I was like, okay, enough now. Mm -hmm. Let's pick ourselves back up. What can I do? I can always control something. And in this instance in January, it was very much like, you know, getting offline for two weeks just to regulate my nervous system, mm -hmm. cutting down on screens, cutting down on anything that was stimulating me. Um, because even when I was tired and I could sleep, I couldn't sleep. I was so wired. Nice. It's like I need to relearn how to sleep again, uh, calm my nervous system. Um, so these are sort of some of the things I did for myself that really helped me. Um, no work, no working at night, right? Because at some point I was working at night when she goes to bed, I work till, you know, 8 to 11 p.m. But mm -hmm. of course, that's like stimulating me before bed. Like I was in my dreams, I was thinking about work. Uh, and then in terms of food, you know, I think with a lack of sleep, when we don't sleep, basically what happens is that our body needs something to mm -hmm. keep us awake. And it needs stimulants. And that will be sugar. That will be alcohol. That will be whatever fizzy drinks you need. And for me, it's been a lot of high sugar fruits and a lot of biscuits, right? Every day I'll go three, four biscuits. And I'm like, I'm not even a biscuit person anymore. <laughs> I don't eat sugar. But I needed it. Even though I knew my body needed it, there was nothing I could do about it. So with that, I tried to really rebalance my meals and really hit the healthy fats in the morning going back to almost like salmon and healthy fish and sardines in the morning, um, all these kind of things to make sure I, my calories are coming from fat mm. and I'm waking up before I even hit the sugar and I'll add like some matcha and things like that. Um, it takes work, it takes time, uh, but at least I'm grateful I have all the knowledge to do it, you know, um, to go back to the basics and be like, okay, cool, you know this, you can do it. Mm -hmm. takes energy but you can do it you know uh yeah <laughs> that's great and could you could you tell us because I know obviously you began your your first career was as a dancer yes. could you could and, and I know you're still an amazing Pilates teacher yeah. which feeds from that but could you tell us a little bit about how was there a moment in your previous career that led you towards an interest in nutrition yeah definitely Definitely. So when I was a dancer, uh, it, I, love, I, love, I like to say when I was young, but I consider myself still young at <laughs> 39. <laughs> but in my 20s, I was a dancer from up till 33-ish. Um, so from 19 to 33, um, I, I lived the high life. I had an incredible career. I was constantly on the road, you know, like I've worked with so many amazing people, you know, goes on the road a lot with Kylie Minogue. I worked with, I worked with so many people, I worked with Madonna. I worked with like the top notch of 
off the job but the job came with pressure the job came with a lot of traveling and at that point I wasn't educated in terms of health and nutrition I was very much like oh well I'm skinny I digest my food I must be fine okay I'll eat whatever I want you know which is so not true it means nothing what you look like it means absolutely nothing right our body weight our body appearance is not an indicator of our health it's it's not it's just it just isn't um but back in the days I thought I'm fine you know I'll do cardio every day I'm a dancer I can eat 10 club sandwiches eat all the Haribo's knock down all the tequilas I'm okay now you see that caught up on me <laughs> that caught up with me eventually uh, I think I was in Spain we were in state on stage it was in 2008 and I started having some really bad pain bad stomach pain I don't know what was happening long story cut short that's where my gut health issues basically started and very slowly I had to stop I had to start changing because I was putting I was jeopardizing my career, something I had worked so hard for, you know, being a professional dancer, working on the top with the top people of my industry. I was like, I'm not going to let my health get in the way or my 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 bad health choices get in the way. So I basically got my shit together, really, and started eating more vegetables and looking after myself a little bit better it took a while you know I was doing one smoothie at a time and then this and then that I, I didn't change overnight I still had biscuit I still had loads of alcohol but one by one one step at a time one thing changed and then led to another thing and then eventually I became really passionate with with all of it because I could see the transformation I was becoming healthier like my headaches things that I didn't even know were linked to my choices, to my nutrition choices, headaches, mood, acne. My skin was horrendous, horrid. Like all sorts of things. Constipation, like (laughs) awful. And I was like, oh, this kind of, this whole thing is magical. Let me look into it. Then I fell in love with it. Then I was like, I really want to study nutrition because it changed. It's changed my health. It's changed my life. Um, and then slowly I went into that. I also trained in Pilates, same because when I, I was on tour in 2007, this is a funny story. I was in 2007, I was on tour with Take That. And one of the shows I got injured. I can't remember what happened, but I could not do the show. And I was actually, I had a solo in the show. I had this whole solo thing. I couldn't be replaced. And the tour manager was like, you need to do this thing called Pilates. It's going to strengthen your muscles. Like, so you're not always injured, etc." I was like, what the hell is that? And she basically introduced me to Pilates and I started doing Pilates in London. I fell in love with it and I trained in it. So that was back in 2007. So definitely my career now, it's a continuation. Everything flowed in naturally, you know, um, and it all came with surprise because initially I was going to go towards acting or TV presenting. I wasn't going to do health at all. I had no idea about this thing. I always thought, and sometimes I still think I belong to the front of the camera, if that, if that makes sense. Like I'm yeah. a performer at heart. I'm an entertainer. I'm here to perform. I'm here to make the jokes, to to dance. I love making people feel good. Um, And that's, I think, I've always knew that was my purpose in life. You know, I think I've, 
we all have a skill that's been granted to us. And I think for me, I feel like my skill has always been to uplift people by any way. Um, and I didn't realize that I will be uplifting people by helping them feel better in their skin and, you know, with health and wellness and fitness. And here I am. But it was, yeah, I guess it was a surprise for me <laughs> as well, you know? Yeah. So, so that's, I mean, I think that's, it's so lovely, isn't it? When you've healed yourself or you've worked out how to heal yourself first, then you can help other people do the same. Yeah. I just want to go in a bit more on the point you said about, you know, cause you, you described yourself as skinny, as slim and, and yeah. do you think that nowadays even people fall into the trap of assuming someone, assuming someone's health just by looking at their body? hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. 100%. All the time. All the time. As a nutritionist, you know, out there, if I go on social media and put, all right, guys, 10 tips to lose weight, people will freak out. People will cancel me. People will say, why are you feeling the weight loss industry, et cetera, et cetera. The reality is, I get emails all the time about losing weight. And that's mm. the truth, mm. right? What goes on on social media, what everybody puts out there is not what's happening behind closed door. There's still a lot of women obsessed with their body weight, rightly, wrongly. I don't know. I'm not judging. Who am I to judge? I come from an industry as an ex-model and dancer where we were obsessed with our looks. I still am. And that's the reality of it. I still am. I still look at myself in the mirror and I still judge myself. Mm-hmm that's it, like you know I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say oh my god I'm body positive yes I'm body positive I'm also body aware right and mm-hmm. um, I also come with a baggage I also come with a history so it's that whole thing that we don't respect anymore online you know the nuance that we are allowed to feel how we feel but let's allow everybody the space to express themselves to see how they feel to guide them towards having a better relationship with themselves. A better relationship with yourself doesn't mean you can't look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I want to look better. I want to look different. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And from there, we as coaches can guide you or doctors or health practitioners and say, you know what? We're pushing towards the unhealthy side here. Based on this and that, you're super healthy. You're good. Maybe you need therapy now, right? But a lot of people are still judging themselves and others based on what they look like. Someone might look at me at the moment and think, as a fact, I shared a video. Um, my last class I shared on YouTube, someone someone commented, um, oh, my God, Welly, what a snap back, like good on you. I'm thinking right now and I'm being just flat honest. I feel so thin. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh. I, because I'm breastfeeding, my, I, I happen to have that. These are my genetics. I happen to have a fast metabolism. I happen to just been having, as I told you before, we're starting the call. I've had two weeks of dental pain. I could barely eat and chew. So it's been a lot of soup. I was hungry for four days. I was dying to eat. But that for me, four days of not eating well, breastfeeding, exhaustion, lack of sleep. I lose three kilos. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm. I don't want to see myself this skinny in my culture where I'm from. It's not cute, (laughs) you know, right. I don't want to see myself like this, you know, but for a lot of people, they're like, they look at me, they're like, oh my God, 
She looks amazing. Oh, she just had a baby. Look at her. Oh, I want to look like that. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't know how I feel inside. I feel exhausted. I feel like I could do with more strength. You know what I mean? Um, and it's a shame, but the reality is that we do, we all do. And I know I do as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the in another direction, but I've seen people, I, I know I've seen people and I've caught myself seeing people in the street and thinking, she's a bit thin, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe because I'm on that side and I'm like, that's too much, babe. Mm-hmm. We all do it. Everybody does it. And consciously, consciously, and consciously, we have that. And if you don't do it, good on you, teach us. But I think a lot of us still judge. And for some people that are constantly, um, not constantly, currently obsessed with their own body weight, it can become unhealthy and they see it everywhere with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But again, um, it's not a straight, this is good or this is bad mm-hmm. conversation. Totally. It's nuanced, you know? We are nuanced humans, aren't we? And yeah, and so if if someone does come to you and they say, I want to lose weight and that's their first request and maybe they're, you know, probably not like presenting as an overweight person. Yeah. Would you kind of work on their mindset a bit more and look at other areas of their life? I actually don't work with weight loss. Yeah. So you just get emailed about it, but you actually don't do it. <laughs> no, I don't work with weight loss. i tell you why. Because one, that's not something I specialize in or wanted to specialize in. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I can't do it. I've done it a few times. Uh, it's not something that excites me because it's complex. There's a complexity mm-hmm. with it. Um, especially having worked with a couple of people that wanted to lose weight and didn't need to as such. Yeah, It was more their habits. It was more that mindset. And that's what we did. Um it's not my favorite thing to work on. So I tend to, when I get requests, I know practitioner who specialize in weight loss. I direct them to that. Mm-hmm. I like to stay in my lane. I like to stay doing things I'm good at, things I'm passionate about, things I'm excited about. Weight loss is definitely not one of them. Um, and again, yeah, in the past, I remember thinking, I'm going to give it a try and do it and doing it fine. But it's complex. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, what I noticed and realized was that the end results didn't necessarily depend on the nutrition. There was just so much about it and how your client could become dependent on you. You know, if it wasn't a healthy approach, your responsibility as a nutritional therapist, as a coach, your detachment from that, it becomes so much sometimes that I was like, this is not something I'm going to, you know? Totally. So, um, if you know you say weight loss is not your area ex well your area of interest what yeah. is what is the thing you get really lit up about when you when you're helping clients i would definitely say gut health gut health really really it changed my life mind personally and and my health and i've learned so much about it by working on my own gut health that i'm passionate about it and that's why i always want to I'm going to talk about it. Like on my podcast, I always talk about gut health. Mm. Um, and yeah, I've learned so much about it that I, I I like working with clients that have gut health because I can relate, you know, to a lot of the things they're going through. I can support better. And I always feel like as a practitioner, when I bring my own experience to the table, it's a bit more relatable. 
with my client, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, but gut health is definitely, yeah, I love, I love talking about it. And, and mindset, I work a lot on mindset and health in general. When I work with one-on-one clients, not just on nutrition, when they come and work with me for three to six months on their overall health, we look at their boundaries, their, we look at much more, their mindset. I love that side of things as well. But when we're doing pure nutrition, gut health is. Mm. Yeah. And what, if someone is experiencing, I mean, I know it's a big, big topic, but if someone is experiencing poor gut health, what does that show up as usually? God, it, this is the thing, right? It can be anything. You could just have a bad skin, feeling tired, being bloated, putting on weight easily. And it's your gut playing. And just like you could just have loads of seed reflux, constipation, diarrhea, more obvious digestive symptoms, right? Because with gut health, the symptoms can also be non-digestive. Mm. Right? Mental health, right? hundred percent. Depression, low mood, so much. Joint pain. I get loads of joint pain. People, I get loads of clients that have joint pain. And they come, they're like, oh, I'm super bloated and I have this. And then they're like, oh my God, by the way, I've started the protocol, the advice you gave me. Babe, I have no more joint pain. Oh, I feel so much energized. Oh my God, I've lost two kilos in the way. I'm like, bingo, there you go. <laughs> like there's just so much yeah. that got health impacts, you know, so much. Hello, I hope you are enjoying this episode. If you feel inspired by the conversation we're having to take your well-being journey that little bit further, you can now join Well Actually in Practice, a platform of hundreds of classes ranging from yoga and movement to breath work and guided meditations to coaching classes and journal prompts. You can even find philosophy talks on there. It's a real 360 for your well-being and I'm really proud to offer it to you for just £15 a month, which is actually less than the cost of a yoga class right now. And even better, you get to enjoy your first seven days completely free and it can be cancelled anytime. There's no strings attached. Head to the show notes for the sign-up link to start your free trial or head to www.yogiel.com forward slash well actually. Now, back to the episode. Yeah, totally. I mean, I know that I have made in the last, even just six months, a really concerted effort to stop having sugar or just to really minimize it. Not like my weight or anything, but I've noticed such an uptick in my mental health yeah because I'm a bit I'd say I err on the side of getting a bit blue like I probably get yeah. more on the depressed side of things and yeah I have noticed such a change in that. yeah it's actually wow. quite staggering um so. amazing I love it I'm smiling because I'm like sugar is that one sugar is the thing that I wish we had a bigger, we had more support to fight sugar, whether it's from the government, from the NHS here in the UK, but sugar is what is impacting our health the most, you know? And I think a lot of people still don't realize that how much sugar is there in their diet, you know? And hidden, right? Yeah, hidden. Whether it's like through processed foods or the beige foods, too much bread, too much biscuit, 
or whether it's just that extra added spoon of sugar at each coffee that you don't need it. Right. You know, it's just hidden in your ketchup, in your sauce, in your thing you buy, extra sugar in the freaking chicken. I remember when I had to stop eating sugar and I went to Marks and Spencer and I went to buy, and I went to Marks and Spencer because I was like, okay, it's Marks and Spencer. Do you know what I mean? Like it's fancy, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to get the chicken. It's going to be super cute, super clean. Sugar. I was like, why do I need chicken in my breast? breast chicken breast already cooked yeah i wanted a snack and i was shocked and a lot of a lot a lot a lot of shops like you know a lot of shops a lot of brands add sugar to everything you'll be you'll be amazed if you start reading you'll be like why why is there sugar in this food it's, it's a piece of meat you know yeah right it doesn't need it like yeah no no yeah that's so crazy it's crazy isn't it I think I've, yeah, I've noticed like, yeah, the cooked meats with the sugar in. It's just like, why? 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 Like, I'm like, why? Same for the sauces. Like you'll buy a sauce in the shop. But the thing is we have get, we've gotten used to it. Right. That when they take it out, we'll be like, oh, I'm not buying that. I don't like that. It's because the sugar is taken out. We have to retain, we have to retain, we have to retrain our palate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have to retrain our palate. We got used to it. Now if they, they were to take it out, we all freak out. But it has to happen eventually or, yeah, our health is going <laughs> downhill. Gosh, yeah. I, it, and it's a shame for people who, you know, as you say, it, not everyone is going to read the label and they're going to think, well, I'm eating this, so it's good. And then they're like, I wonder why I'm craving, you know, chocolate a few moments yeah, later yeah. they've had that spike. Well, Nobody reads, I mean, I never used to read the label on certain foods. Why would I do that? Like, I was like, and I remember thinking, who reads the label? Like, people that read the label, they probably have a problem. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're counting the calories. Right. I read the labels not, not to see the calories. If I see more than, like, a certain amount of ingredients, I can't read them. I'm, I'm putting the food back down. I'm like, what is this thing? You know? Yeah. That's it. It's just to see what what are the ingredients. I don't look at the calories, but what are the ingredients? If sugar comes in the top five or if there's sugar, it shouldn't be, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> We're done there. I put it down. I move on to the next, you know? Yeah. And what does, just really briefly, like what, what does sugar do to the to the gut, to like the health of the gut the, or the, the, the microbiome of the gut? Yeah. So basically in our microbiome, we have, we have tons and trillions of bacteria right mm-hmm. we have the good bacteria we have what we call the pathogenic bacteria which is the bad bacteria ideally we want to have more good than bad bacteria right um we want to have more good than bad bacteria the bad bacteria feeds off sugar the bad bacteria loves sugar the more we feed it the more they grow and the more we have. And when we are in an imbalance, what we call a dysbiosis, that's when disease starts. And that's a very, obviously, we're not going to go into it. Like, that's not the topic of a podcast, but it's just to sum up, like give you one of the ideas, one of the things that sugar does for the gut is it feeds the pathogenic bacteria and it's not great. Um, It's not great for our cells either. There are so many studies that are linked with link overconsumption of sugar to cancer diabetes obviously the biggest thing with sugar besides the gut is 
diabetes, is cholesterol, is blood sugar imbalance, right? You mm. eat too much sugar, your blood sugar goes up, up, up. It comes crashing. As soon as it crashes, you need sugar to take it back up and you drop in that cycle that so many of us stay stuck in, right? Mm. And and you're at work and then, oh, you fall asleep because your meal at lunch was all sugar. It didn't have any good fat. It didn't have any protein. Boom comes 4 p.m. You need that coffee. You need that pound of chocolate. You need the croissant. You need the chocolate bar. You get it. You get home 7 p.m. You crash again. It's a cycle. Do you know what I mean? I so sugar things. does different things. Blood sugar, it's cholesterol, uh, but also it feeds the pathogens in your gut. Um, so there are yeah, so many reasons where I would say cut down your sugar or don't have any. And if you're really struggling cut down the unnecessary sugar, the added sugar, you know, just stick to the fruits, have the dates, have a bit of coconut sugar. If you want something, have some really good quality honey. If you need a bit on your cake, a bit on your toast, but the actual white stuff, let's start getting rid of that. We don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. I mean, I usually ask, like, I usually ask my guests if there's something that they think is a bit of a scam out there in the world of wellness and beyond, but I think you probably talk yeah. sugar well, is a scam. Sugar is a scam, but even, even in health, you know, I see a lot of people that are like, I'm super healthy or like I'm a healthy page. And it's, I'm like, even, even on their page, I'm like, all you share is sugar even if it's a lot of dates, a lot of cakes, a lot of this, I'm like, we don't need that. Right. We don't or need like that. Maple, maple syrup everywhere. Yeah. I didn't care. Even coconut sugar, which is a natural sugar, even honey that I just say, it's a better option than the white stuff. You still don't need it every day. Right. It's still sugar at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Good sugar is better than bad sugar. No sugar is the best. Yes. <laughs> A, I love how how you break things down. Actually, these are all very easy to remember things. You know, yeah, no, that's great. And I just <laughs> ask like a slight slight change of of direction. But um, it's I always ask my guests as well if there's any sort of thing they do that's maybe not like a typical wellness practice that just brings you a lot of joy that you wish more people knew about or you just like to share. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Oh God, do you know what? I think, and I'm I'm going to be one of those guests that they get asked a question and they have to answer another question to lead to the question. Yeah. I'm sorry, but... No, go ahead. I find, I think for me, being a new mom is so new. It, everything is so new that I'm relearning on things that make me happy that I'm still doing. I don't have the time to do anything for myself. So now I have to think that question. I have to think what used to make me really happy that is not necessarily wellness related, but that made me feel good in body and mind. And I would say dance. I would say read. I would say laugh. Mm. I would say host a dinner party with my friends. Um, things that really make me feel well. The, the part of my self-care Mm. routine these things were right dancing like my friends like all these things I think dancing and reading especially I don't do any of these at the moment I ain't got time <laughs> yeah no, no, fair enough yeah. right 
but I should because she's six months now she's growing and I really should bring these things back in but right now I do have to be completely honest and as a coach and say I'm not doing anything yet for me that are that's making me happy and and I'm just for now it's very much and I think any new mom might relate to this it's very much like try to do the minimum the basic to cruise to stay you know what I mean to survive this period to make it through and for me that's already like eat well try to sleep if you can stay away from the sugar Mm -hmm. if I can do this for the first year of motherhood because it's not forever you know they grow already six months in she's growing do you know what I mean like she's having her naps I can have you know I've bought my infra oh actually <clears throat> I took my infrared sauna back out a couple of days ago because I started an antibiotic course which obviously I'm hating <laughs> but it's really helping me so I'm in a way I was like actually I'm really grateful for your antibiotic I'm sorry I hate you so much but, <laughs> but I'm really grateful because I know you're getting rid of this infection yeah. and that is that really makes me feel good because it really supports my detoxification pathway I'm sweating I have half an hour in the sauna I'm on my own it's a portable sauna um so that's something I've been doing recently but other than that I'm just trying to do the basic to keep my body healthy enough to feed her to let her grow so then when she starts nursery in a few months I'm back on I can go to a dance class I can read a book you know I can I can do things for myself you know (laughs) Oh, that is such, that's great advice. And it's going to be really great for, for any new mums listening as well, who might be feeling that, you know, that's yeah. Like, how yeah. long is it going to, am I going to feel like this forever? And as you say, nothing is forever. So no, no, it's not. It can be, it can be hard, you know, because sometimes I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I just need a minute. And then I'm like, wow, six months have just gone. It's gone so fast. It was mm-hmm. intense. There was some challenging moment, but there were so many fun moments, <laughs> you know? Um, and you're like, it's six months gone. That's it. I'm never going to get those back. Never. Yeah. You know? So I try to hold on to that and say, you're, you know, it's your baby. It's your first one. Cherish every minute when it's hard. Power through it. Call the babysitter. Call your friend. Do you know what I mean? I'll be fine. <clears throat> and And that helps me sort of the tough moments to be like, yeah, it'll be fine. It's, it's not forever before, you know, she's in nursery and I know I'll be like, Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. She's in nursery. Call her back. Because sometimes when she goes to bed, I flick through the pictures and I'm like, you're crazy woman. Go do something for yourself. You're looking at pictures of your baby that's in bed. You uh-uh. mad? But that's, that's the duality in more motherhood. I find some sometimes those feelings are, God, I love you so much, but I'm so tired right now. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, it's that, it's just, it's insane. It's insane. Oh, well, you you it sounds like you, it's, it's great advice and it's great to be, to hear an honest account of how it is as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would never lie to you. <laughs> no, I know, I know <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming oh, on today. It's been thank a real you. And I appreciate your your wonderful wisdom. As oh, thank you so much for having me. Welcome. Thanks for listening today, everyone. This was indeed the season finale of season one. We will be back soon with a wealth of incredible guests. 
there were no less than 12 episodes on this first season so if you just discovered us through this episode please do go back and check out all the others we've got a really wide range of guests on here and we cover a lot of different topics and we always try to be really honest in our conversations and I try my best to get people with sometimes differing opinions on things I think that's really important I think it's really enriching so I always welcome your feedback I I welcome conversation starters and every time that you like or subscribe or follow or share one of these episodes it really really does mean the absolute world to me so I'm so grateful for your support Please don't forget that along with this podcast, there is a practice platform that's called Well Actually in Practice. And this is a platform that contains quite a lot of shorter classes you can do on a kind of on-demand basis. They're pre-recorded for you to use anytime. And as soon as you sign up, you get full access to yoga, movement, breath work, Uh, guided relaxations guided meditations there's even some kind of coaching prompts on there some journal prompts that you can work with and I even add a few philosophy talks that sort of come from the yoga tradition but they're very widely applicable in the modern world so do be sure to check that out if you haven't already I upload new videos regularly and it's just 15 pounds a month and you get to try it totally free of charge for the first seven days so do take advantage of that while you can Um, and yeah that's all from me for this season and I look forward to seeing you in season two